0: Welcome to Frequently Asked Questions from the session, Pharmacologic Management of Opioid and Alcohol Use Disorders in the Outpatient Setting. We are joined by Dr. Lavounis. Doctor, would you like to go into some of the frequently asked questions that you have on this topic? Yes, uh, thank you for having me for this program um, here. One of the most frequently asked questions I get is uh, how effective are these medications for the treatment of addiction? And unfortunately, there's not a very easy answer to that. We have to think of it in three major buckets, three major sets of addictions. There are some addictions for which we have very good medications, um, safe, effective. They make a big difference in people's lives. And these addictions are opioid addiction and tobacco use disorder. These are the two major addictions for which we have done very, very well. And pharmacologically, we have made it. Then we have a category of um, addictions for which uh, our pharmacological interventions are um, so-so. And the major uh, addiction is in that category is alcohol. We do have three FDA-approved medications for alcohol use disorder. Uh, and they're fine, they're good, I use them uh, all the time, but they're not going to change a patient's life just by themselves. You do need to have uh, uh, psychosocial support, so quite often AA, some counseling, psychotherapy for the medications to, to do their job. And then we have a third category of addictions for which uh, our medication we don't have any medications really to offer, primarily the stimulants, cocaine, crystal methamphetamine, uh, cannabis, uh, the hallucinogens, all these uh, the behavioral addictions like gambling, sex, the internet, all these addictions for which we do not have any medications to offer to our patients, but we do have wonderful psychotherapies and counseling that help our patients stay sober. So... Bottom line here, if your patient suffers from opioid use disorder or from tobacco use disorder, you absolutely need to give them medication. Buprenorphine is the first-line treatment for opioid use disorder. Varenicline is the first treatment for tobacco use disorder. And these medications are strong enough that it can carry a lot of burden of illness on the shoulder and change a person's life. Uh, I am uh, very disappointed and disheartened when I hear things like... Uh, I'm only gonna give my patient buprenorphine if she or he also agrees to come to groups or e- only if she or he also agrees to go to a 12-step program. If they do, fine, great, that's, that's wonderful. But don't withhold medication, especially for opioid use disorder and tobacco use disorder because your patient does not want to also engage in psychosocial support. The medications are strong enough change a patient's life, primarily buprenorphine for opioids and varenicline for tobacco. Another question that uh, I get quite frequently is, how long? How long do I keep my patient on, let's say, buprenorphine for the treatment of opioid use disorder? And uh, we don't have very good data to answer that question. but. Um, I would say that some people will need to stay on medication for a long, long time, if not for the rest of our, their lives. Not unlike uh, people who suffer from uh, insulin-dependent diabetes, and they do need insulin to uh, um, sustain a, a normal life. Uh, in a very similar fashion, there would be some patients, I don't know, 20%, 30% percent, percent of our patients with opioid use disorder, who may need to stay on buprenorphine on agonist uh, or partial agonist treatment for a long, long time, if not for the rest of their lives. This being said, I would say that the minimum um, uh, uh, time that somebody should be on buprenorphine or methadone uh, for the treatment of opioid use disorder is one year. Uh, What happens in one year is that uh, uh, patients go through all the little hells of life, graduations, vacations, uh, um, Thanksgiving, holidays with parents, all the incredible stressors that we have to go through. So at the end of one year, you have pretty good data to base the next level, the next step in the treatment of the patient. So essentially, after a year on buprenorphine, I may very well have a conversation with my patient. Uh, If you really, really want to get off uh, the medication, Let's give it a shot. Let's give it a try. Um, And, of course, in general, the longer the the taper, the greater the chance of success. There's a little bit of controversy on that issue about buprenorphine specifically. uh, But, in general, patients who have mild tapers uh, tend to do the best. And that is true of benzodiazepines uh, as well. Another question that I get often is the interaction between AA and medications. Uh, There is that um, perception that uh, Alcoholics Anonymous is against all medications, and that is not true. Um, Yes, uh, the tradition in Alcoholics Anonymous may have not been uh, the most supportive for uh, uh, medications in general and pills in general, But in 2019, um, AA does accept uh, medications, patients being on antidepressants, antipsychotics, antihypertensives, all kinds of medications that they needed to stay safe and stay healthy. Uh, This being said, uh, the old idea that uh, if a medication is prescribed by a physician or a nurse practitioner or a, a physician assistant is okay with AA, uh, has eroded because of the opioid epidemic, as you very well know uh, the opioid epidemic w- was uh, started uh, from our over prescribing uh, to our to our patients so uh just because uh, someone gets a prescription for a medication doesn 't mean that uh, it 's a good thing um, so in general AA is accepting of uh, medications uh, Uh, patients may have for the treatment of their alcoholism or for the treatment of comorbid psychiatric or other medical conditions. Another question that uh, I get is uh, about uh, what do we do with uh, having so many patients who need buprenorphine for the treatment of opioid use disorder and who don't have enough prescribers uh, in the community? It's a major problem and what we're experimenting with now is group uh, treatments, uh, group uh, prescribing. It started in West Virginia by a wonderful psychiatrist uh, by the name of uh, Rolly Sullivan, and uh, has been adopted in many different parts of the country where uh, we do a group psychotherapy with prescribing at the same time to a a number of different people uh, buprenorphine. Uh, of course, if somebody has a complication, if somebody needs uh, extra attention, we also see them individually. But this is one way of uh, addressing this very real problem of not having enough buprenorphine prescribers in the face of a massive opioid epidemic. This is great information, Doctor. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you.